of the night games in the Wednesday schedule of bowls. This one's in Texas, Texas Bowl. <laughs> and uh, it's actually an interesting matchup. Ole Miss, you know, had a really good year under Lane Kiffin last year. And they actually uh, had a coordinator, Jeff Lebby, who's a Bryles guy. Art Bryles. Actually, he's a stepson of Art Bryles. But anyways, uh, he, you know, he, Lane Kiffin had Kendall Bryles, Kendall Bryles with him back at Florida Atlantic and loves this style of offense. Uh, and he adds probably some of his pro elements to it, but whatever. It's up-tempo. It's, it's, it's a mix of power and spread and a great mix of power and spread of using all the field, using all the players, matchups, everything. And um, Ole Miss did great with it and and also had an interesting defense. It's sort of a DJ Durkin was doing, a 4-3, 3-4 hybrid. That's what he's always, he's been about. I mean, Durkin has a lot of great coaches in his background, and but but he's sort of mor- morphed it into a 3-3, almost 3-2 style. So it's a real hybridized with, you know, a lot of defensive backs on the field or fast guys, but before you say, oh, man, they can get run on a lot. They can if they're not careful. But, you know, it's, it's about bringing pressure, bringing, you know, not just a blitz for the pass, but for the run, run blitzes as well. So there's all kinds of ways to handle that. Uh, it's just like how you can get power from the spread, power spread. You can also get, you know, stop the power from the spread defense, you know, from, you know, so there's there's all kinds of ways to do this. So anyway, really great schemes on both sides of the ball and won a couple close games didn't have the toughest schedule last year I felt I mean SEC you have a tough schedule no matter what but not as tough as it could have been for the SEC and they ended up 10 and 3 and but just a really good year so they had a lot coming into this year that everybody was excited about and they started off the year uh what 6 and 0 7 and 0 or something what was it um 1 2 7 7 and 0 yeah, yep. We're having a great year, but again, not the toughest schedule. Auburn had a down year; they beat them. Um, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Tulsa, Tulsa, Georgia Tech. Yeah, Troy, who's good this year, but Troy, you know. So I think what happened at the end were two things. They, they ended up losing a real tough one to LSU, who just powered over them. That's where I said you got to be careful. They had a lot of run power on them out of the spread power spread. And then they won a close one with Texas A&M. And then they lost a heartbreaker to Alabama when they were winning near the end of the game. And they, they, were, they were up, I think, 24-17 and lost that game. And then it's like Lane Kiffin said they didn't have a letdown, but they lose to Arkansas in a tough game and then Mississippi State by two points at the end. And and so they ended up losing three straight games at the end. From four, so from 7-0, and zero, they ended up 8-4. and four. Um, I think part of this is just that the easier schedule early on, Mississippi's good, but they still have a ways to go. I mean, they're not Alabama. They're not in that echelon yet. And I think that busted them up a bit too, you know. And and so altogether, they just played tough, you know, the SEC, and they had some tough games there at the end. Um, 
I want to say that, you know, they also lost a decent amount of people last year. They didn't, especially on offense, but they had a lot of transfers. That's what Lane Kiffin's doing right now. They brought in Jackson Dart from USC. He's a good, he's a mobile quarterback and, and throws the ball around. Um, Zachary Evans, a huge recruit from uh, TCU, really good running back. But the, the guy they actually recruited this year, their own recruit, uh, Judkins, was, had a great year. But that one-two punch, Judkins and Evans, is amazing with Dart, who can run a little bit. They have a lot of good receivers, Jonathan Mingo, two big guys, two real big receivers, Heath and Mingo, and then two little guys. I love that. So you get the little slot guys, and you got the big guys on the outside, and then an awesome offensive line that came back. So even though they lost, uh, and that's, that's led by Jeremy James at the tackle, but but a bunch of guys. So even though... Uh, they lost some guys from the offense last year. They had a great offense this year. And that defense, uh, you know, it's tough to – the stat line, you're not going to see it, how good the defense is because they play such an up-tempo game. Uh, but uh, but it's a really good defense. It's really cool what DJ Durkin did there, the scheme he started running there. He left, but Chris Partridge was with him. He's a longtime defensive guy going back to Wisconsin he, he, and Dave Doran and the quarter stuff. So – the fact that he's still there, Maurice Crum came in to take over for Durkin, and Crum is, uh, has got a lot of great background, too. Uh, a lot of it's in the 4-3, but definitely some 3-3 and different stuff. So anyways, he comes in, and, and they're just running the same stuff that Durkin came up with with Partridge. So it, it's still a really good scheme. Uh, again, they lost some guys, but they had some guys coming back, some really good guys, Cedric Johnson, uh and a really good defensive backs, Otis Reese, okay? And then, of course, they went to the transfer uh, portal, as usual, and, and replaced some of those guys, uh, especially at linebacker. And um, so, at the end of the day, you know, again, really good, but Miss, Mississippi's much better when they're having an easier schedule. <laughs> it goes without saying. I mean, when they hit some of those tough SEC games, it kind of... It's still, it's borderline. They're not quite there yet, but they're getting there. Uh, also, there was talk about Kiffin maybe leaving to Auburn uh, or leaving to somewhere. And I think that was sort of, I don't want to put too much on that, but I, I, I don't think it was a complete coincidence that they lost some games at the end of the year. But I think it's more about the way the schedule set up and, and the tough loss to Bama. So... We come in this game to, uh, and they have a really good field goal kicker too, by the way. But anyways, okay. So we come into this game, and uh, Texas Tech, uh, who also has a good field goal kicker <laughs> while we're on the subject. But Texas Tech is a totally different story. Um, Lane Kiffin came in. He was trying to write this ship at Mississippi that, you know, Hugh Freeze had a good program. He had turned the corner. But then, you know, as we all know, there was off-season, I mean, off-field stuff, and it kind of fell apart. So Kiffin had to kind of turn that around. Uh, at Texas Tech, it was another story. It was more of a long-time uh, losing situation. Uh, after Mike Leach left, uh, Tommy Tuberville actually didn't do so bad. People kind of came down on him, but he actually didn't do that bad. And um, But it was really when you got to it, it was after Tuberville. Uh, it was uh, Cliff Kingsbury. And, of course, we all know that he's sort of struggling a little bit now in uh you know in the pros and everybody's aware of that but he struggled at texas tech before he got to the pros you know so so that was just you know they couldn't really write the ship and then they brought in matt wells and they got away from the air raid and the ad wanted to get back to the air raid 
So they bring in uh, this guy, Jerry Maguire. Okay, so, and, and I don't think he's the guy that made the movie, if I'm correct. Anyways, uh, but they, but, but, or I'm sorry, Joey McGuire. Yeah, he's not the guy that made the movie. Anyway, but okay, so now Joey McGuire is a, a Texas uh, high school coach. He's done very well as, as a high school coach in Texas, but he made some great hires. He brought in offensive coordinator Zach Kitley from uh, the Western Kentucky with uh, Bailey Zappi and all the great stuff they did there. It's an advanced type of power spread air raid, PSAR. And he has Kingsbury in his background and other things. I've, I've reviewed him when I was doing Western Kentucky. But Kitley's like, I don't know if it's PS 2020, the modern day powers, uh, the PS multiple, PSAR multiple. I'm not even sure what to call it yet. He uses trick, what people would call trick plays, but I think they're a part of his system. I don't know what to call them exotics. It doesn't feel like trick plays with him. It feels like part of the system. So whatever he does, he spreads it out. He, he will power it. They will run the ball. And they have a, a, a whole bunch of backs. Uh, Tajay Brooks, uh, Sir Roderick Thompson, uh, a redshirt freshman, Cameron Valdez is more the scat back. Um, all their quarterbacks can run. Tyler Show was the starter, had a shoulder injury, didn't play most of the year, came back in at the second half of the year, and then they actually won with him more. Uh, he, and Donovan Smith is a big guy, 6'5", but he can run. The little guy, 6'2", uh, is actually the little guy, because <laughs> uh, Tyler Show is also 6'5". But anyway, uh, Morton was a, fresh, a redshirt freshman this year, too. He played as well because, you know, Donovan Smith has thrown interceptions, but then so was Morton. Show's the guy who's more protective of the ball. He's better with the ball, and, and that's the reason he got the job back, and they won with him. But they can all move. They're just running from everywhere, and they've got a lot of receivers. Again, a lot. It's, it's, it's receiver by committee, running back by committee, quarterback by committee. This is a real team. I mean, this is a team's team, and even offensive line by committee, somewhat. So, and their offensive line was good too. So, their offense in general got it was improved from last year. It wasn't the great air raid offenses of the past, but it was good. And with Kitley. there it's going to get better if they keep Zach Kitley. If he can keep him, it's going to get better. And then on defense, uh, they brought in an old guy um, who I've always liked, Tim DeReeder, or DeReeder, 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 however you say it. But I've always liked this guy. He does the Air Force 3-3 stuff, but he also has 4-3 stuff in his background, so he'll mix it. Um, it's like a hybridization. And I think he's moving into 2-4. Last time I checked his stuff out, it was moving like more to a 2-4 with really two strong outside linebackers, but, but more of the, the nickel stuff. Um, hybrid. So he is going to be a hybrid guy. He brings pressure. They didn't get a lot of sacks this year, but it, it's an, it's like, again, new coaching staff and whatever. The, the defense didn't improve a lot from last year, but honestly, it's okay. It's fine for all the, the again, like Ole Miss, they're going to run a lot of tempo. So it's actually pretty good for all the tempo. It's that's so pretty good for that. And um, in general, as far as their uh, uh, what do they have on sacks this year? I think yeah, only twenty nine. Um, but that's not it's not bad, you know. It, it's um, Demerson, Taylor Demerson. There uh, had some interceptions. They have what? How many interceptions? Seven. Yeah, and it's a work in progress. Let's put it that way. But you know, obviously, these are two teams that are about their offenses, but have better defenses than you would expect. So basically, what I think you have here is. One team that's on the rise quick. I mean, there's been a couple coaches this year who have done an incredible job, like at Duke. I mean, just TCU. I mean, really incredible how fast they've turned it around. But, yeah, McGuire's doing a great job at Texas Tech. I love his coordinators. I love what's going on. 
I love this team mentality that's going on where they just next man up, you know, mentality and they, they're, they're going to get through anything. His culture seems to be one of like, we will weather the storm no matter what. Um, that's all great, but I think Mississippi's a better team this year. I mean, they're just, they were supposed to be, they are. They had a couple, t- couple of tough losses at the end, but they're the better team. And now they know that Lane Kiffin's staying. So I think they'll be set. The game is in Texas, so that's an advantage for Texas Tech. But when I look at the players that are missing in this game, you have to always look at that now. They both have a big list. Well, the players for Tech are two of their quarterbacks. Uh, Donovan Smith, the, like I said, they were a three-headed monster this year, but Donovan Smith is transferring to Houston. Morton, the third-string guy, uh, is actually nursing an injury. So it's not one of those deals where Show can get hurt. I don't know who's the fourth-string guy if he gets hurt. And Show, and Show had the shoulder injury this year. So that's kind of scary. Um, there's some other guys that are just backups. It's not a big deal. But there is a um, uh, Reggie Pierce in their safety, a starter. And then the big one is, um, besides the two quarterbacks, is Tyree Wilson, who was one of those guys like when you do that two four he's a six he's a 275 pound linebacker basically he's really a a defensive end but i think the way the readers used him is like that two four with those big outside you know linebacker types who can because he's fast enough he has a lot of sacks seven sacks but he does you know all kinds of stuff and he's you know the nfl is going to love him so uh he's because, you know, he's, he's actually not only nursing an injury, he's pulling out because, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, f- for the NFL. So that's a big hurt over there. The, all the transfer guys happening on Ole Miss are guys I think Lane Kiffin wants to get out, get out of the way because he's going to be bringing in a bunch of more transfers. He's, he's using this transfer por- portal big time. So that, none of these guys are big contributors throughout the year from what I'm seeing. So in the end of the day, I mean – but one thing is if there are a lot of injuries this game, this actual particular game, because of the, the attitude and the mentality of Texas Tech and the way they got through their injuries this year, I think they're in better shape unless it's quarterback because they're down to their fourth string quarterback then. But other than that, I think they're almost in better shape. But, and also the starters for Ole Miss are really good. The guys they have in that position, they don't the depth, it's a drop-off. compared to Texas Tech. So Texas Tech's more of a full team, you know. But anyways, in the end of the day, Ole Miss is the better team. Um, I know it's at home for Texas, but um, I I don't think it's going to be easy. Um, In fact, you know, and if Texas Tech wins, I'm not going to be shocked. You know, I'm not going to be be a little surprised because I think Lane Kiffin's got it going on there, and now it everybody knows he's coming back next year. So I'd be a little surprised. The the points are only what four. yeah, it's only four on the Mississippi side. So I would, I think they can cover that spread, uh, definitely. But, you know, again, it's going to be interesting. It'll be very interesting to see how this plays out.